0: Well, Jimmy, you got some big news this week. You want to enlighten the listeners? Nope, you gotta stay tuned until. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, we'll get to that oh right. my god! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Jimmy Youthy, joined by my co-host Holden Sutter. Yep. I'm here. We've got a great show for you this week featuring our non-spoiler and spoiler reviews of The Invisible Man, Holden. Let's do it. That one movie podcast. Tomp. But first, Holden, we've got the toms. Oh, we sure do. The Toms 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 is a rapid fire game. Accept it, Holden. Segment. It's a game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment based on a scale of three famous toms. Broca, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca is the highest rating. Bombadil is the lowest. <coughs> and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Let's get started, Holden. Okay, I guess. <laughs> you sound a little under the weather over I there. I feel like I've, I ha- I've had this cough that I've developed over the last day. And I'm worried it'll come out more during this podcast, but we'll see. If I get a dry, scratchy throat, you know, that doesn't help. No, it does not. All right. First bit of news, Holden. Usually, before Pixar movies, they have a little Pixar short. However, with Disney acquiring Fox, we're actually getting a Simpsons short before we review Onward next week. Correct? What do you think? I also give a review on the Simpsons thing. Uh, Yeah, well, whatever, I guess. I like Simpsons. It's another one of those... Is it um another Maggie centered one? I don't know. Okay. I just saw the that okay. it was there was going to be a short Simpsons cuz there was thing. what was the other movie that they had one before. There was another like Simpsons um another Simpsons short before some movie and it was like Oscar nominated. And I can't remember but it was like a Maggie focused one. So I don't know. I remember that one being pretty good. It's like that. Cool. We'll see. Maybe I it's just a couch gag. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a very long one. Have you seen the Rick and Morty <laughs> couch gag? Mm-mm. Oh, that one's pretty. That one's like five minutes long, but it's pretty funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like The Simpsons. Uh, I mean, it's not as funny as it used to be, but. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to land on Bergeron with this yeah. one, depending on the quality of the short. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. I'll give it a Bergeron. All right, next up, Holden, Bob Iger, uh, sudden retirement. Robert Iger. Robert Allen uh, is going to be replaced as the CEO of Disney, if you've ever heard of him. Nope. Walt Disney Company. Not ringing a bell. No. No. Marvel Studios? No. Star Wars? Do you mean DC? Fox, Hulu, Disney World, Disneyland. I know Warner Bros. Do they own Warner Bros.? You know any of that stuff? No, National no. Geographic, Disney Plus, Mandalorian. Nope, not ringing Ariana. the bell. Nope, nope. Well, anyway, I for guess those I'll have of to you, go listen to some old episodes. For those of you who have heard of Disney Company, uh, Bob Chapek, Chapek, and some I didn't look. It's another Bob is yeah. replacing Bob Iger. Bob because that's the rule. Chapek, yeah. After whatever his name, the the old one, Michael Eisner. Something like that. Yeah, Michael Eisner, I think. The old Disney CEO. Since I, him, they've all had to be Bob's. The cynical part of me is like, is this due to something bad? Um, well, the way I was kind of looking up or looking into it a little bit more. Uh Bob Iger has kind of wanted to be retired from the position for a while now, sure. but they keep <laughs> He keeps having to oversee large mergers. Yeah, <laughs> he keeps so, doing too good of a job for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's t- he's turned Disney into just a juggernaut. Yeah. Um, so he's overseen a lot of that stuff. Um, but uh, he's ready to step down. Apparently, he's maybe gonna run for president in the future. What? So that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> just what we need, <laughs> Bob Bob Chapek is uh, kind of a controversial choice, not necessarily the person you'd think to Well, he pick was the right Disney way. Parks chair, right? Yeah, most recently. And I guess he made some controversial decisions with like Epcot that pissed a lot of people off because huh. Epcot became less about being Epcot for what it normally is and more like just kind of shoving Marvel and Disney princesses and Star Wars into it and forcing those in to kind of Huh. Instead of having it be separate and being, you know, unique <laughs> within within the Disney parks. Interesting. Uh, he also like did worked with like the direct to DVD uh, <laughs> department of Disney for a while. Oh God, he's been a Disney employee for like thirty plus. Did years. Did he make Bambi two? <laughs> Bambi two. <laughs> Deer. <Bam-beer>. Deer Reloaded. <laughs> Um so I don't know, Bird round I guess. Yeah. Bob I, mean, Iger I don't know seemed enough to be about doing him. a decent job, like too good of a job Bob, probably. Even though Bob Iger's like was in charge of like the most the biggest company in the world, he always seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. Like I don't know. He probably I mean I don't know. How can you be that rich and powerful and be I once again me being very cynical. How can he be that rich and powerful and be like just a nice guy? So I don't know. Well but. maybe he got rich and powerful because he was nice to people. Like, oh, there you go. Maybe, maybe you don't maybe you don't always have to step on people to climb up in this world. That's, tr- that's true, yeah. You know, like us and just and just if you're in, even stepping on people doesn't get you up in the world. Just like this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's stepping on people left and right. We've gone nowhere. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'll give it a Bergeron. Whatever. Yeah. Bergeron. We'll see. I mean, obviously, Bob Iger ruined Star Wars or whatever people want to say. Yeah. No, that's Kathleen. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, other big piece of news this week. Uh, Kind of wrapping up the big trio of news, uh, or big duo, I guess, between Bob Iger and this. Steven Spielberg, sounds like he's not doing Indiana Jones 5, going to be replaced reportedly with James Mangold. Just uh, hot off the Ford V Ferrari train. And Logan, Yeah. so very uh very capable director obviously also did walk the line way back in 2005 the joaquin phoenix johnny cash movie um joaquin the line yeah uh yeah i don't know i'm i think he'd be a good choice i maybe he'll do logan but with indiana jones that's well, what i texted you <laughs> like yeah. maybe it'll just be logan but with a harrison ford i mean to be fair He's made better movies than Steven Spielberg has the last yeah, 10 years. So. Right. What's uh, the last good Steven, Sp- the post, I guess the post. maybe I saw it. It was a it, drama. Yeah. <laughs> About the Washington was good, post. Yeah. But it was, you know, he hasn't made a good action movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what the last one would be. Minority report. Yeah. Which I haven't seen. Yeah. Apparently very good. Uh, yeah, I I think James Indiana Mangold would Jones be really and the good. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, masterpiece. <laughs> I hope he gets in an, I crawls into another fridge in this movie. Oh my gosh. Um Yeah, well, she'd be good. I think this is good news, Holden. Yeah, I think James I think, Mangold's a good director. This would, might be a positive. Gets kind some of younger blood in there this makes sense since i wasn't sure this movie's supposed to come out in summer of next year and like west side stories coming out in december and i was like that seems like pretty quick turnaround and i mean obviously like productions can overlap but those are two pretty big movies to have overlap so i guess that makes sense that steven spielberg wouldn't be doing both and for some reason he took west side stories as a priority so he'll ruin that (laughs) James Mangold's probably not as expensive as Steven Spielberg is either. That's true. Yeah. I'm interested to... Like, I'm wondering... I'm wondering what kind of scale this movie will have, I guess. Because, like, James Mangold made Logan, like, relatively small. Like, I mean, there's definitely, like, big action moments in it, but it wasn't like... It's a lot more smaller in scope than other things, yeah. So I'm, I'm... Maybe he'll do this. He won't have aliens in this movie. Hopefully not. He won't have. I mean, I hope there's some supernatural element because there always is. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good thing, actually. Yeah. Uh, Broke. I would love to see Spielberg kind of recapture some of that older magic that he had. Mm -hmm. But maybe he just doesn't even want to do it, too. Yeah. Maybe the eighth one was made just like... The company wanted him to do it. The fourth one? Yeah, the f- or fourth one? Yeah. The eighth one. A- eighth oh. one. I was thinking Star Wars. You're thinking Fast and the Furious. <laughs> um, oh no, I was thinking 2008. That's when the year it came out. Yeah. There you go. Nice. <laughs> there we go. I'm gonna give it a Broca. You know. Yeah, Broca. Mm-hmm. James you go. Mangold. Good job. Hopefully, if you're actually on board, maybe this will be another Uncharted situation, and we just like <laughs> it'll just keep getting tossed around <laughs> directors. We maybe. don't have Uncharted news this week. Yeah, Harrison Ford's to star as Nathan Drake in the new yeah. movie. <laughs> DH, they'll use the Irishman DH yeah, technology. Should DH Harrison Ford, I didn't even think of that. Oh my god. Could you imagine? Incredible. Just paste his face on he, He'd still be Chris old Pratt. and crotchety. Just paste his face on Chris Pratt's yeah. body. Deep fake on I know you're re- very interested but Jurassic world 3 as its official title I I wrote this down in my notes I I wrote a few down a few things in case you missed I wrote this down uh Jurassic world Dominion yep
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't have
0: much to say there should be a subtitle I should have made like a random segment it's like a subtitle subtitled the Transformers or Jurassic world Jurassic World because I feel like Dominion. Fallen fallen Kingdom Dominion. (laughs) The last Age of Extinction. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Perfect. I'm (laughs) telling you, man. (laughs) Perfect. Jurassic World or Transformers? (laughs) Go out to the general public? They might not know. Dominion seems like a really generic subtitle to me. I mean,. And and maybe it is because of what you just said because it seems like it could go for like a Transformers movie too. Um, Chris Pratt has said that this will be like the Infinity War and Endgame of the Jurassic World, so this might be the last one, I guess. Or does he mean like the part one of the? I don't remember game? if he said Endgame or Infinity War, so I guess that might depend. I bet it's just gonna be not very good. Yeah. Well, I guess you know. Well, Trevorrow's back on it, and Jurassic World was fine. Yeah. So (laughs) it's kind of hindered a bit by the second one now. Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom just garbage. Terrible movie. But we'll still see this one. Yeah, I'm going to give it a Bergeron cuz I don't really care. I can't wait to see that lion just get murdered by that T-Rex. I uh I dragged my brother Xander to see the second one and he like is still mad at me that he made me go that I made him go see that. Yeah, hey, that's a, it's a good Michael Giacchino score, but hopefully we get him for this one too. Yeah. But um yeah, that's about it for that, I guess. that's ai am going to give it a Bombadil. Oh, <laughs> all right. That's not that bad of a title. I just want to give it a Bombadil. I didn't like <laughs> I'll, a second I'll one. switch it to a Bombadil, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thomas, two thumbs down Bombadil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can go that far. I don't think I've ever given one of those out. Oh, no, you haven't? No, uh, they'll come. Uh, all right, last bit of news I have. Maybe you have something else, but... Mission Impossible 7 um, had to halt filming in Italy due to oh. concerns about the spread of the coronavirus, which I have heard is particularly um, bad. It's a bad situation in Italy right now. Interesting. That so kind of stinks. That, is, that does stink, because maybe that will lead to a delay in the movie. Um, but I Is that supposed to come out next year? I assume. I'm Summer not next not sure. That sounds about right. A timetable, and uh, that and Indiana Jones and the Batman all in the same summer. I wasn't aware that Tom Cruise could get sick, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's it's Scientology powers. just, everybody else, just <laughs> everybody else in the <laughs> um, the crew, yeah. I, I mean, I, I want them to be safe, obviously, and that should take priority, but like it does stink when it would it, it possibly gets delayed. I don't know, I'm yeah. mixed on that one, I guess. Yeah, stay safe. But also, I want but also make the movie now. <laughs> come on, make the movie. Um, Ignore risks. Anything? Any other bits of news? I get. Well, I guess I'll give that a i I'll give it a Bombadil because I. The I'll give the coronavirus a. Thomas two thumbs down. <laughs> coronavirus Bombadil. gets a controversial hot hot <laughs> hot scoop hot pick here. Thomas Bombadil. two thumbs down Bombadil to oh the my Corona, God. coronavirus. Yeah. Um, We're making history today with these. We sure are. These Bombadils. Um, so, I actually do have a couple of bits of news that I can share. One of them, uh, Tom, uh, Tom Holland in an re- interview, I think it was with BBC Radio, um, he said that. Well, have you seen that like, deep fake of Back to the Future with Robert Denny Jr. and No, Tom but I, I saw this headline that Tom Holland was like has been talked to yeah. about a Back to the Future reboot. I, or I read the quote and apparently like p- people have approached him about doing a Back to the Future like a remake or whatever and he's like nah man that movie's like the most perfect movie why would we do that? Well th- it is in my top two favorite movies. So. Yeah well it's like good for him saying Thank no to you. that. Yeah. Thank you Tom Holland. That's I, good. It's one of those things where if it is remade i i wouldn't say remake it but i'm okay like re like i'm okay with a sequel honestly i'd be okay with a sequel don't remake I, it though like i'm okay if, if tom holland and honestly tom holland is the perfect person for mm-hmm. it like as soon as i saw that headline i'm like yeah he i mean he is michael j fox i mean he can do yeah. that michael j fox thing and marty yeah. mcfly Um, Don't make him Marty McFly and do the first. There's no no reason to do that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it makes sense to me that since it's it's a timeless story, really, literally, (laughs) literally (laughs) timeless. He could go back to the 80s, which is what's really hip now. Yeah. Um, But I mean, eventually doing something like that, I don't have a super big problem with. But don't reboot the original film. What if he accidentally went back to the 80s and then met up with Marty McFly and Doc Brown <laughs> <laughs> in the 80s? Hey, Christopher Lloyd's still around. Yeah. Michael J. Fox is still around. Yeah. Get them back together. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. No, I don't. I I mean, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think if they did anything, it would have to be a sequel. Do it. just Yeah. And just do it completely separate. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, if he finds the like have him find the DeLorean or something. Yeah. I'm completely fine with that. Just do what the new Ghostbusters movie is yeah. doing. Find it in an old sh- old shed or something <laughs> <laughs> covered up. Yeah, I'll give it I'll give it a bro good for Tom Holland having some, you know, artistic integrity. Here's an idea. Him. Spider-Man 3 Back to the Future crossover? Yeah. Wait, who owns the rights to Back to the Future? Like, what company has Back uh, to the Future? That's, um... Is it... Is that Warner Bros? Who owns Back to... Is it Amblin? Is it Maybe. Spielberg's? Oh, it might be. I can look it up. All any, right. You got any other news? Yeah, I got... Uh, well, do you want to talk about the Candyman trailer? No. No? I don't think it looks any good. Okay. Yeah, there's a Candyman trailer. We saw it last night at the Invisible Man. I had seen it before, but yeah. Uh, we don't need to cover that. Um it's Universal is. Oh Universal owns it. Okay. Oh yeah. That probably makes sense. Get an invisible man back to the future crossover. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. Oh no! I do have one more thing, uh, and this might be of interest to people. So there was a recent Star Wars novelization that came out for Rise of Skywalker, Jimmy. And Emperor, the Emperor's a clone or whatever. You you see that? Yep. Yep. Wow. (laughs) Somehow makes it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, was he not a clone to begin with? I don't think they said. I didn't. I I didn't interpret it as a clone. What did you interpret it as? He just he's (laughs) alive. He didn't. He didn't just incinerate in the core yeah. of the Death Star. I don't like. I, don't I never got that vibe. Was I was like, this is just another version of him. He like somehow transferred his. Well, like in the mind. original, in the original, like extended, whatever they call it, the extended universe for uh, Star Wars, the one that's not canon anymore. He did clone himself, but like he was so deterioro- deteriorated and stuff in this movie that it didn't like make sense to me. I guess that he was a clone. Because I was like, well, if he got, like, that sick and dumb, why wouldn't he just clone himself again? I don't know. He would be in a younger body. Hmm? The well, the clo- they hadn't perfected the cloning technique. That's why it was deteriorated. That's why Snoke was bad. Well, and but in the novel... Spoilers for Rise of Skywalker, yeah, okay. by the way. But in the in the novelization, and this was also in the bit of news, It see, it... Apparently, like Kylo Ren notices that he was cloned in a similar way to the clones in the Clone Wars well that doesn't make any sense no because then they would have had the cloning technology down yeah I don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it makes it worse <laughs> it somehow makes that movie worse so I'm going to give it a Bombadil. Bombadil, yeah. I'm surprised you even cared enough to bring it up. I just, no, I saw that and I was like, wow, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you would have brought it up. Uh, no, I saw that article. I was like, yeah, we don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Um I did want. I do want to bring up, though. I think this is not necessarily news, but just did you ever watch that video I sent you of the Mandalorian behind the scenes? I watched part of it. I think I had to do something else. So it's like something. fascinating. I did not realize they filmed a lot of the first season on this one, like three hundred and sixty, green like, screen thing. Not it's not it's not. It's a projector sort of. Well, it's not green screen. Yeah, because it's literally like. I don't know how you'd describe it. Like a projected, it looks kind of like a projector, but I don't know if it's necessarily a projector. It's just like they're surrounded by like a Jumbotron yes. 360 display. So the video the video is called The Virtual Production of The Mandalorian Season 1. You should look it up. It's really interesting because like most of the series is in this big, I don't know, open area, kind of desert yeah. Like areas, stuff like that. Well, like, no, I I mean, I guess I'm saying it's filmed inside. Yeah, the set is like (laughs) inside this big. I don't know how to describe it. It's studio. Yeah, big studio, like this enclosed studio. But it's like very, very large. And they're able to like somehow realistically project all these environments in there. I would say it's like looked like maybe 60 feet by 60 feet or something like that. I thought it looked bigger than that. Maybe bigger. It it looks like there, there was quite a bit of room to work with in there. Yeah, well, it's just amazing because okay, so first they use like Unreal Engine four, which is or Unreal Engine, which is like a what games are made on, yeah, and stuff like that. But it, it's so efficient, and computers have gone so fast that they can real time, kind of display things and mm-hmm. edit them. And work with the camera to use this perspective. There's a bunch of like math involved and uh, software development, but like if they want to move a mountain, they can literally just go like, "Oh, I want this mountain actually over here because it looks better in the shot." And they, it just looks so good. Yeah, and and it's also this happy medium between practical and green screen because the actors and actresses can actually interact with or can see the stuff Mm -hmm. and it's really seamless with what they put on set yeah because it looked like i thought it was all on location yeah in the show it looked it looked that or at least for the most part and i didn't well and like a lot of just like scenes that are in in interiors too it's just like the background of the interior it just adds so much depth Mm -hmm. and um it just comes off really naturally i think it is revolutionary truly mm-hmm. like i mean it's been done on a smaller scope before like i've seen this technology in other areas yeah. but like a 360 set like i'm imagining george lucas having this and he would have just been like a kid in a candy store especially mm-hmm. with those prequels oh yeah um but i i think this is going to revolutionize tv like production has already gotten more insane how good things look now it's becoming cheaper to do that mm and a lot more efficient uh i think it's just really exciting technology i highly recommend watching this video yeah yeah check it out that's it's a thomas two thumbs up brokaw thomas two thumbs up brokaw holding anything else or should we head on to our our review of the invisible man i think we can go to the review i'm all right all right Holden, we're going to start off with non-spoilers, of course, of The Invisible Man. When we get to spoilers, you can check the time codes, if you haven't seen the movie yet, in the description of this episode to skip over it, and you can listen to What Are You Doing, our yeah. last segment of the podcast podcast. But you don't have to do that yet because we're in non-spoilers. Holden, do you want to give a little synopsis here? All right. So we need to set some boundaries on what counts as spoilers since the trailer gives a lot. I still think we should not talk about stuff in the trailer. Okay. Um, I'll so the no, synopsis. I want to do the synopsis, and you can cut you, out whenever I'm I screw, I screw no, no, no. up. No, I'm not going an edit. How about you get to say a sentence, and then I'll say a sentence, and we'll then you We'll build to, on it. Yeah. All right. So, But you can only say one sentence. Elizabeth Moss plays a young woman in an abusive relationship. The person she's in a relationship is very wealthy, powerful, but also very controlling of her in this relationship. Yes. Uh, She runs away from him at the beginning of the movie. And she uh, is very paranoid about her significant other uh, tracking her down and hurting her, abusing her, psychologically terrorizing her. But she gets news that the man committed suicide. Yes. However, (laughs) she still feels his presence, and she thinks that he maybe faked his own death while others think that she's slowly going insane.
1: Anything yeah, else to that's add? That's pretty good.
0: I think that was pretty good, Olden. Nice. Nicely done. <laughs> Not the worst idea I've ever had, huh? No. Nope. That was a pretty good... You've, you've had spoiler, far worse spoiler, ideas. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler-free <laughs> synopsis. All right, Olden. Anything you want to dive into first here? Um, nah you, you pick first. I always pick first. You you pick. Uh, Well, overall thoughts, I would say this movie is fine. Yeah, I think it's better than it's. I think it's more good than bad, but it's yes. still just like only good. I the this is one of those movies where when I'm watching it, I see potential, mm-hmm. and it, there's things I like, and then there's things I don't like. It re, it reminded me a lot of watching Split, where yeah. it's like this great premise, but I don't think the execution of it is necessarily great. However, there are things within it. That I like the execution of, mm-hmm. but still missed opportunities in here, in my opinion. I think there are layers to it, but I don't, like I said, I don't think they're as well ex- executed as they could have been. I think the biggest strengths in this movie line, the acting and the directing for me, I mm-hmm. think because I think pretty much everything in those departments works for me. Yeah, I think it's just not as entertaining as it could be uh, in terms of what you have to play with and Mm -hmm. how they play with those things. Yeah. Of like thinking there's someone terrorizing you that you think or that you think is invisible or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, it might've hurt us. Okay. So we did see this very late. Jimmy was really tired. Jimmy's like, I'm going (laughs) to take a nap during the trailers. But then then the spiral trailer came on. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to take a nap during the trailers. Just wake me up when the movie starts. But then he didn't anyway. Um, so he was very tired. I convinced him to go to a 1030 showing because we needed to see it. Um, I'm okay seeing it at night, but even I was a little a little tired. Um, but I think I really – honestly, I really like a lot of what they do with making it unsure of where – if the Invisible Man is there at any point. That, that is a good point. I do I, like that, too. Because, like, there's a lot of points in this movie where it'll, like, I mean, you could, you could say it for, like, almost any shot in the movie since it's invisible. You don't know if, if the Invisible Man is, is in any shot. But there's a lot of points where, like, it'll pan over to, like, absolutely nothing. And lots of times when they do that, then the character will, like, walk in frame. But it, like, almost pans over like there's a character there. But there's definitely not, or like, there's not physically mm-hmm. what we see. And I agree. That's one of those, that was one of the artistic choices that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I wish this movie would have leaned more into the ambiguity of, is she crazy? Is she not crazy? Than, than it did, mm-hmm. without spoiling anything. Um, so there's, I just, it seemed like this movie would have been a great art house psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Maybe if like, I mean, I love Lee Whannell. He's my guy. Yeah. Writer and star of Saw. Yeah. Um, But I, I think in the hands of like Ari Aster, something really special could have been made out of this well, movie. Well, so it's like, it's really tough because I, like there are some, I, there are, can I say there's sci-fi elements to this movie? Yeah. Okay. There's, there are some sci-fi elements to this movie, which I think kind of goes into what you were saying about you wish it was more ambiguous and more psychological, but like the original short story is sci-fi technically like that's what it's It was written by HG Wells and then universal kind of turned it more into a horror thing, I think with their original adaptation. And so I think what they're trying to do here is trying to balance it between the two and like, not necessarily appease fans of both, but I guess like pay tribute to both, and so I kind of I understand why they did that. I think I understand. I mean, I understand. I just think it would have been a better movie had they not. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't even need like the Invisible Man label. On yeah, it. and maybe it's a completely different movie, kind of based on that concept. Yeah, altered more. So, but that's just. I couldn't help thinking that during the movie. I'm like, Oh, I feel like this would have been just something very special. Had it leaned more into abstract psychological horror. Mm-hmm. There were some very, uh, trademark things of Lee Winnell in this movie, like the gyroscope shots that they used. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very reminiscent of upgrade. They used that in upgrade a lot. Um, and I thought that was... I, when they used that, I was like, oh, I see you, Lee Winnelly, doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still haven't seen Upgrade. It's pretty good. Pretty entertaining. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Acting, Elizabeth Moss is really good. Mm-hmm. She's really good in this movie. My one thing with her character, and uh, not her acting, but yeah. just her character, is she's, she's very bad. So she's feels very certain that somehow her boyfriend has managed to like is somehow like alive or has some sort of being that's Mm -hmm. terrorizing her and she thinks that she's going to be able to prove it but she's very bad at not coming off as a completely insane lunatic person yeah (laughs) why like I I get that, but I think it can also be explained by like how broken she is already before I this happens. I, I understand that, and I think that's like it's not a deal breaker for me in this movie because yeah. you can explain that away. I just think that's chi- kind of cheap, and it's like added. It adds to the conflict mm-hmm. that doesn't. Not that it's completely unnatural, but it doesn't seem as natural or as smartly written it Mm -hmm. just seems like well you could explain this off as that as something that naturally feels like it progresses but I agree she's very broken yeah and um, obviously that trauma would have caused you to maybe act differently or not be as kind of coherent in your thinking Mm -hmm. in like a moment of distress Yeah, so it makes sense it's just one of those things where it's like I you know maybe someone more c- thinking coherently would not definitely not act the way she would. Mm-hmm. And I, and I I like characters who are kind of a smart and just get outsmarted. Yeah. rather than characters who kind of do something not super intelligent and then they pay the price for it, you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah and there and there's elements of what I said I'd like too in this but well I think and I think most of that's like the script which I yeah. which that's what I was gonna get into when I was talking about my negatives um with some of the aspects of that but um I guess I really like I really like the themes of abuse. And stuff that they use in this movie. I think it's a really interesting angle to take mm-hmm. this movie. Because it is very different from the original uh, Universal film. Um, and I mean the original movie like focused on the character of the Invisible Man. Uh, more so than uh, this one does at all. Um, and so I really like what they did there. I probably would have liked. I mean this sounds terrible. But I probably would have liked to see a little bit more of that abuse In her past. Yeah, I think I agree 100% that we needed to see more of their relationship before this occurs, because it just kind of, they throw you in right when she's running away. Yeah. I think she can, I think what she says and she conveys and what other people indicate is pretty good and it, I mean, it indicates like how their relationship was pretty well and even like, no spoilers but there's like, oh, there's parts later in the movie that kind of give even give more of that, but yeah, I think uh, seeing some of that, I agree. Worked. I um, agree. Yeah, I really I like her friend. The uh, I can't remember James. What, James, the cop. Yeah, I like the cop. I think he's got a couple really good moments in the movie. Um, where it's like he's just a nice guy. He's a nice guy, and there's like there's like when you see your friend and like she's you think she's kind of going crazy it's like what do you do yeah you like, can tell that he's like heartbroken but also yeah she's going you're very sure she's going crazy yeah and like there's one point where he has to like i won't say why but he has to like protect his daughter and like that was a really good bit for him i think i don't know i thought he was a really good actor mm-hmm um feel like i was about to oh i <laughs> oh i guess that's more of a spoiler thing i guess but there's there i'll just mention it here and then we can get into it in spoilers there are parts of this uh of the main character i forget what's the name main character's name in this movie cecilia cecilia where i get like sarah connor vibes terminator 2 where she, like people just yeah. think she's insane and yeah. she has to go to like <laughs> kind of a, like an asylum sort of place. I can see that. There's like action sequences, and I'm like Scientologist Elizabeth Moss. Is she? Yeah, she's a Scientologist. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I did not know that. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, what else? I, uh, there's some regarding the script, like I mentioned earlier, there's some like pretty big plot holes in the movie, but I think we talked about it a little bit yesterday and I'll talk about it in spoilers, but there's some, I think pretty blatant plot holes and usually I'm pretty good at overlooking them, but they kind of took me out of the movie a little bit when I thought about it. Um, yeah, like I said, I think there, some of the action I think could have been a little bit more creative Mm -hmm. and I, if you haven't seen the trailer for this movie, I would definitely recommend watching this movie before using the trailer yeah. if you're interested. It would probably make the movie better if you hadn't seen the trailer. I agree. Because I think the first act runs a little long if the, you've seen the trailer. there's There were a couple things in the trailer that weren't in the movie yeah, that were. I was very like surprised by. Like the shower thing? The shower thing. The thing where she's like, he's sitting in that chair or yeah. whatever, and like, because that that one especially, every single marketing thing I've seen has like on Facebook or anything has played that clip, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's not in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that I don't think I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because I mean, I already we had already seen it, but yeah, Very yeah, interesting. Um. Music, I think the music's really bad. I think the soundtrack is overall pretty terrible. And I think the moments where it's like less of, I think it's very obnoxious in certain parts and the parts where it's not obnoxious. It's just like kind of not good. I like parts and I agree it's obnoxious in other parts. Mm -hmm. And hold on, I got to bring it up because I was, the whole movie I was (laughs) thinking, you know, this sounds a lot like the It soundtrack. I wonder if it's uh, the same guy who scored It. It's got, got like the later. same chord progressions It's got the same chord progression. That's my line. You don't even remember what it sounds like. I, I said no, that. I, after I, no, I no, you said that so I just was repeating it. Yeah. I don't I do you not remember it. what the it sounds like. I give um, you credit. After I told you <laughs> after I just said that you stole my line, you're like, "Yeah, I did." Shut up. Explain what you were saying. Um, yeah, but no, like the the uh boo I can't sing it right now. Whenever the music swells and it Uh, it's like that same chord progression the music swells in this sure uh, or very similar to it and overall just gave me the same vibes I like the the it score for the most part but yeah there are moments in here like there's one dialogue scene in the first act where she's I think she's like sitting at the kitchen table or something and it was just like there does not need to be score here and no. it was very like obnoxious it's very loud in certain parts i felt like very loud at the end very loud at the end i was like very jesus loud. um i have not been in a theater that loud in a while <laughs> I'm like what is this dunkirk <laughs> it's not uh no um the yeah. it, it there's like some like i guess action scenes in this movie like those more action bits were like i thought almost everyone was hindered by the soundtrack because it just that's where i thought it got really loud and it was just a lot of like like a lot of that um, a lot of i a lot of emperor palpatine jokes. yeah I we kept <laughs> we kept making jokes about emperor <laughs> palpatine's boost based boost base base boosted lightning god there you go i can i can speak. first try um yeah And so I just thought the entire soundtrack was pretty bad. And I'm like, I can deal with a serviceable soundtrack, but if it actively like takes me out of the movie and I'm like, wow, this is just distracting. I, oh, let's go. I, oh, let's go. Anything else, Holden, before we give our ratings here? Uh, No, I think that's it. All right. You go first. Nope, we're going to do it at the same time Right on the count of three. Three, Three two, two, one. Six seven. point five. How's that? We're in within point five. Nice. Huh? All right. Yeah. Um, like I said, more stuff I liked than didn't like. A lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, missed opportunities. Uh, you know, it had you. There know, I liked some, like what you said when that you didn't know exactly mm-hmm. if there was like a being there or if she was interpreting that there was someone there. I liked some of the camera play. That was where most of the creativity um, or most of the creative decisions worked well for me. Mm. Um, And then other places, again, not as good as it could have been. Not bad, but not as good as it could have been. I think it's also worth noting in non-spoilers that so this was originally going to be... Well, so the dark universe was a thing, right? Y'all remember that. The mummy. mummy. So the mummy, the mummy came out that was a really bad movie. Pretty terrible. And it was going to jumpstart. Yeah. It was going to jumpstart. Did you see it? I did see it. I saw it in theaters. Wow. I saw it for one of my friend's birthday parties. It was bad. You still friends with this person? Yeah. But like (laughs) (laughs) definitely don't, uh, don't, don't respect that decision that much. Um, uh, anyway, uh, that was supposed to jumpstart this whole like MCU-type cinematic universe for Universal Monsters. Um, but it did poorly, critically, and commercially, so they just stopped it. And they were originally going to make an Invisible Man with Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. But this. Yikes. But I, I was reading, when I was looking up some news for this week, I was reading an article that said that, in fact, the Invisible Man, this version, never once had uh, any attachment to the, the dark universe and this does not have any connection to any other universal monster movies Which I quite like I'm glad they didn't try to shoehorn in anything Even though I think they're gonna try to keep making those movies. I think they're gonna be standalone now uh, Which I think is wise if they do that and I mm-hmm. think they should all make them similar like different interpretations to like how this one did it like I obviously don't make them all about like abuse Uh, domestic abuse and whatnot but like have these different interpretations than just like what the original movie does yeah yeah i think that's it all right on to spoilers for the invisible man Holman, for being the, the Invisible Man, there wasn't a ton of stuff that I didn't see coming here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we went entirely of non-spoilers <laughs> without making that joke. <laughs> or making a similar type of joke. I came home from this that movie last night and I was talking to my roommates and I'm just like, man. I, I Believe it or not, I just saw the Invisible Man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Yikes. incredible. Um, yeah. There wasn't... R- this mob... Uh, I combine the movie's plot and movie, the words plot and movie, to say mot. I can't speak right now. You're not used to movies with a plot. Since yeah. last week we did cats. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh this movie's plot is pretty like it, you you can see where it's going. I mean once again it helps we saw the trailer, but I think a lot of stuff is foreshadowed in this movie. Pretty heavily, oh, yeah. I mean, I think you could e- figure out very quickly that there's some sort of technology involved to make him invisible when she literally goes down into his basement and sees it yeah. like this thing that looks like a place where you'd go to be made invisible. Yeah, exactly. That was. Uh, yeah, I. I don't uh, get why the talking- suit- I understand why the suit is a bunch of cameras, but also wouldn't it need to be a bunch of like. Other things, too, because the cameras just collect the image, what projects it out in front of it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I feel like it should have been like little glass and little cameras. I don't know. I don't know, Jimmy. I don't make the rules. I think there should have been drones flying around next to him. Yeah, like in in (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, Far from home. I I will say, and I don't. You probably you probably saw this coming because I think it was foreshadowed pretty heavily. Like the end bit where she kills him. I did not. I I was like kind of confused by what was happening there. You were. I well, when she left the suit in there, I'm yeah. like, why would you literally not just grab the one? Like, why yeah, would you not make sure you're? That's grabbing one of my plot holes. Thing that you would need to. Um. Need she, to uh, exit. Whatever she Exhonorate basically barges nervous. her way out of the house because he's there. Like Would when she, and so like why wouldn't you just grab the suit and take or, it with you? Or even better, why wouldn't you just put it on? Yeah, you literally went into the closet and hid for like three <laughs> minutes, and <laughs> when you, you just could have put, it put on. the suit on. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was kind of annoying. But anyway, like and the, then that also meant that there was more than one suit. So you figured the person who was shot the first time was not her. Yeah. The guy. But and then so I knew as soon as she went over to the the restroom, I'm like, wow, she's going to put the suit on and something's going to happen here. I didn't even think about that. And the, and the like, security cameras, I'm like, oh, something's going on. I don't know. I don't know what was going through my head at that point, because as soon as like he gets killed, I'm like, is there is there a third person? I'm like, What? Oh, no, I didn't. Uh, I, I don't know what I was thinking. uh. But then, yeah. I don't know why she had the cop come. If Like, did she want him to confess? Really? I feel like she just wanted no, to kill him. I, I think she wanted him to be there so then they could have, like, a cop confirm her story. Yeah, but, I mean, she. why would she even need that, though? Because she has all the other evidence. She called the ambulance. It was on the security tape, she's coming back from the bathroom. She had all the other stuff planned out. Because if he admits it and he goes to jail, then he's still alive and he can still you know, break out and torment her or whatever. Yeah. Also, when her sister gets her throat slit, she dies way too quickly. She dies within like three seconds. (laughs) Which is not realistic at all. He dies. It would take like 20 seconds. Yeah, he dies slowly. He dies like the the accurate rate but she's like instantaneously like gone I'm like that's not how that works Mm. Um. I I did like that um, I did like that dinner scene though because I thought that was like the best example of like how he abuses her like emotionally especially because like she she's pretty well aware of her own plan and has like kind of in a way has the power in the situation but like it's just, like, the way he's treating her, I thought was... I agree. Very interesting. Um, Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought the ending was a solid. Mm-hmm. Aside from the soundtrack, which was so loud. So loud. <laughs> Didn't need to be that. I, that's so much catharsis. Best sound, best sound mixing comes to, just to Invisible so Man. So much catharsis. Yeah. Um, I, it was like they tried to do the midsummer thing, yeah. Where I just built and built, it. but that was like over seven minutes, and this yeah. was just like that's a good. So- <laughs> I li- I listen. I listen to that song from the midsummer soundtrack yeah. sometimes. Very I forget good. what it's called. It's Fire Temple, I think. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah. Midsummer's good. People don't watch it with your mom. Nope, don't. Uh, yeah, um, as you said, the first act is really slow and it is especially I, I, if you've seen the trailer i should have mentioned this in non-spoilers because i said it yesterday the movie doesn't feel like it has three acts and it's mostly because the first act is so long that I, the other two just seem kind of rushed necessarily that it has three acts but it just seems very uh unnaturally paced yeah it's just like because I it, not every movie has to be built like a standard three act like superhero movie, but lots of times in like say in those movies, like each act is like climaxed with a like some sort of action scene or something or something exciting happening. and then but this movie doesn't like have that for a long time. It's just kind of a lot of slow building and like I also didn't appreciate all the cheap jump scares. Yeah, there were a lot of cheap jump scares. Yeah, it was. I liked the more like stuff moving in the background Mm -hmm. in shots and like the extended shots. And I would have loved more of that. Yeah. But instead, sometimes they opted to go for that jump scare sort of vibe. Even though it was in the trailer, I really liked the kitchen scene where Mm -hmm. like they turn the, the stove on and it goes higher. And I just liked that because of how it lingers And like she walks off to go help out or go help James's uh, daughter. And it it just lingers on that shot. So, you know, like the invisible man has to be there and the stove turns turns on or turns higher. I thought that was really good. I liked that. I like the shot of her peeking out of the attic. I thought that was cool. Yeah. When you're definitely looking at it from the uh, invisible man's perspective, even if you don't realize it at the time. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Um, yeah I liked it when it was the invisible man's perspective yeah I liked um, I thought it was funny when she threw the paint on him I'm like he looks like a golf ball because <laughs> of the way the yeah. cameras are on there like it just kind of looked like the pattern on a golf ball when she first grabbed the invisible suit from the house I thought there's going to be an invisible on invisible fight like, sequence yeah. and it's just going to be nothing <laughs> <laughs> just that really, really funny <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some like interesting plot holes in this movie Um, when she, uh, like the invisible man just kind of appears in different places like she'll take an uber somewhere or something and then he's just there like five minutes later like how did he get there like even if he in drove an invisible car yeah <laughs> <laughs> even if he like drove there either you'd have you'd see no one was driving that car or you'd see a dead person driving that car so like it didn't make sense to me. It was kind of bizarre. You also have like the, when she's like escaping the the prison and she like attacks him, like why doesn't she just shoot him with a gun? Because he, his suits like glitching out at that point, And there's already like dead guards with their guns around her. Like, why doesn't she just shoot him? And why don't the guards just shoot her? Yeah. Like I love how they just infer that she's just, not killing everybody. Yeah, I because I, I figured after when she's out in the rain and there's that other guard. First of all, I was why did the invisible man leave that guard alive? I don't, I don't know. That didn't that uh, that didn't make sense to me. And then also like if he had, if he had killed that guard, then like it would have just made her look like she had killed everyone. But Dude. instead, that guard's alive and can testify that there's yeah, this crazy the, invisible and the, man and all the other guards too. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I mean, weird. I guess they could have checked the security footage, but... Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else about this movie? I think it's... Yeah, the abuse is interesting, and she's almost like the invisible woman because, you know, her voice is not being heard she's not oh. be taken seriously you, oh, like, that. you like oh man oh jimmy you uncovered it who's the, the real invisible it. person here <laughs> mankind is the real monster <laughs> uh yeah that's pretty good jimmy i like that thank you um i feel like there's like more parts of this movie i have something to say about Oh, that's the other thing. Okay, uh shout out to I watched Chris Stuckman's review of this and he pointed this out another plot hole that I didn't even really I think about. I haven't watched any reviews on this. Okay, I watched his last night. This is my unfiltered wow. opinion, folks. Uh anyway, he his review he mentioned that like so in that scene in the restaurant where the sister dies, like why are there not security cameras? Like it's a it's a fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like if there was a security camera there It would just like end the movie <laughs> <That's>, Wouldn't it? <laughs> like, she wouldn't have gotten arrested For killing her sister Because pretty obviously She can't have killed her I was just looking up The Gone Girl house that Neil Patrick Harris Lives in because I only saw that movie once And the dining room kind of yeah. reminded me of this But I don't I don't remember uh, This doesn't I mean it's a big house. I thought overall um I thought overall the action in this movie was fine. But again, missed, like not as good as it could have been. I and well, I agree but also like I don't really know how great it could have been because like Already, this guy is not, like, a trained fighter. He's just kind of, like, he's invisible. So, like, I don't know if he could have done any. He can't do, like, John Wick moves, obviously. Um, it do anything cool like that. And so. But apparently he can just throw people across rooms. That's true. It's very strong. A lot of throwing across rooms. He looks buff. He could probably do it. Looks like a nice, thick young man. But he can't throw that cop across the room. That's true. Come on now. I did like when Elizabeth Moss just keeps like stabbing him with the pen. Yeah, pens are not that sharp. <laughs> okay. It looked like a pretty sharp pen. Yeah, but the thing would have bent, right? Probably. It probably couldn't have. I don't know. Like, it pro- wouldn't it have pierced that suit? No. And if you hit the camera, it just, you. I, I don't know. I mean, that's probably why the suit started glitching out because she was stabbing it, cameras. Yeah. Well, and then it didn't. It glitched out, but it didn't glitch out when the cops were around. Yeah, and only glitched out when she saw it. him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um. Yeah. Anything else, Holden sutter? I don't think so. All right. Not a lot to spoil about this movie, but yeah, go see it if if you want to. Yeah, Is you always it's say that in the spoiler section? <laughs> You guys start saying that in the non-spoiler no, section. No, one. they listen to the spoiler <laughs> section and they're like, oh, now I want to see the movie after I know everything that's happened. Yeah. Got to love it. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the lead actor, the guy who plays the Invisible Man is in Haunting of Hill House, uh, if you've seen that. It's that very, he's very good in that show. He's like what a mean? heroin addict or something in that show. Pretty cool. All right. It's pretty cool to be a heroin <laughs> addict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, Olden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Jimmy, we've been waiting this whole podcast. Tell us your news. You've got a lot of news this week. I had a pretty good weekend here. Uh, So Friday, uh, or so Thursday, I had an interview for a uh, teaching job at a suburb of Sioux Falls called Harrisburg at the middle school where I've been student teaching. It's a really awesome middle school. Um, It's kind of on the cutting edge of educational innovation, if you will. Those are big (laughs) words. Um, Uh. There was an opening, 40 applicants. I got an interview, and I found out Friday that I got the job. Very Congrats, Jimmy. Thank you, Thank you, thank (laughs) you. You should insert like... Audience applause, yeah. stock noises. <laughs> <laughs> what do you ta- you mean? Just well, I don't need to. Our live we studio gotta, audience is yeah. right here. Am I right, guys? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not supposed to say anything. I was just gonna put the sound effect in there. Damn it. Okay, but they can't hear us whisper, so we're good. Okay, yeah, we're good. Okay. anyway my other piece of news is about a couple hours ago i became uncle jimbo uh, my brother and his wife had a little boy named luciano mateo Uh, he's gonna go by luke i think as a nickname so we're very excited about that uh funny story Driving back from dinner last night, we had a little family dinner to celebrate me getting a job. I mm-hmm. carpooled with them, picked them up, came back from dinner on the way back. <laughs> her water breaks in my back seat <laughs> and we're off to uh, the hospital. So Uncle Jim- Uncle Jimbo coming through in the clutch there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty incredible, Jimmy. Thank you. You've man. got your life set out in front of you yeah, now. I got a job. I have a nephew. I have a podcast. Yeah. You saw The Invisible Man? I saw The Invisible Man. Pretty great week. Pretty great weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) All right. uh, I'm trying to think if I did anything else. Oh, so part of my interview was I had to give like a mini 10-minute lesson Mm -hmm. to some... So I had been student teaching eighth grade, which in South Dakota is U.S. history. Uh, Sixth grade is like ancient civilizations. So I basically was told... you prepare a 10-minute miniature les- lesson on something about ancient Greek culture. So I was like, okay. And I had like a f- that afternoon to do it. Yeah. And I came up with the Olympics since the Olympics are scheduled to be this summer. Um, I talked about the ancient Greek Olympics, uh, you know, from thousands of years ago. And I taught it as a rap, And it went really well. You taught it as a wrap? Oh, yeah. Didn't I not tell you that? Was it like a chicken wrap? God. Merry Christmas. Oh. It's not Christmas, oh, ho. Jimmy. Oh, ho. Stop. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's cool. Thank you. I'm, glad, it, I'm glad that wrap got you the uh, the job. Yeah, I also talked about how good I am at Beat Saber in my interview. Did you really? Yeah. So if you didn't think Beat Saber was gonna come through, <laughs> Emily, guess, <laughs> guess who just got a job because they were good at Beat Saber <laughs> exclusively. Yeah, That's the yeah. He called me into his office. Well, he's like, "Yeah, you were we, like, we were very impressed that you were, have one of the some of the high scores in Beat Saber on PSVR." So they, well, you were, we're neck hard. and neck with like another candidate, and what really put you above <laughs> was the Beat Saber yeah, scores. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I will, it, the principal at the school who hired me also plays, plays Beat Saber. Oh, which I did there's not know. There's some favoritism. There yeah. we go. There's bias. VR buddies. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to play Beat Saber with the principal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just <laughs> waving our arms around. Oh, yeah. All right, Oldham, what have you been doing this week, huh? Well, top of that, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I don't have a job, nor do I have, <laughs> nor do I have an inter, or a, nor a will nephew, you, nor will I have a job. <laughs> I don't have a nephew either, nor will I have a nephew. <laughs> Even though I have two brothers, No, just kidding. Younger brothers, you're waiting a while there, buckle. yeah, I got a little bit. Um, yeah, so. You know what? You know what? This tops what you did. I watched the fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> I watched so the fanatic. We mentioned it in the uh, the Razzie nominations last week. It's one of the worst movies of 2019. Uh, starring John Travolta. He's a he's a super fan of this action movie star. Um, the movie is directed by Limp Biscuit frontman. Uh, Whatever his name, I cannot remember what the guy's name is. The front man of Limp Biscuit, though, uh, for those uh, if that is any ind- indication, Limp of the movie. Biscuit fans out there, yeah, they may they. There's one point in the movie where they turn on the radio, The the like action star in the movie. He he turns on the radio with his son in the car and he's like, Oh man, this is Limp Biscuit. These guys rock, man. You ever you ever listen to Limp Biscuit? These guys were really big way back when I was younger. I loved Limp Biscuit and I'm like Wink wink. Nod, oh my God. Nod. <laughs> Um, it was it was pretty cringy it's really hey, bad sometimes the mo- when you break the fourth wall the whole house falls yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm saying <laughs> the movie tries to be really pretentious and it acts like it's really really smart there's like these weird little interludes in between certain scenes where it's like paintings it's kind of like what Midsommar did with like paintings of what's happening in the movie but just done really poorly It's it's really bad and then, like, John, Travol- John Travolta is just awful in the movie, too. He's trying to... I think he's trying to be someone on the autism spectrum. I'm not entirely sure. He definitely, like... He has qualities like it. But if that's what he's going for, it seems, like, really insensitive. Because I don't think that's, like, what the... What, like, the, any plot synopsis has or anything. Like, what his character is supposed... I don't know. That's what, like, he seems like he's trying to convey. Um... It's just really bad, and it's not even really that entertaining. I just well, I thought I hoped it was gonna be really funny, but it's not great. Um, anyway, uh, besides that, I've been watching South Park, keeping up with that. I just watched the pee in the water park episode. Oh, it's yeah, a classic one. Um, I've been playing. I, I mean I've been playing a little bit of video games but I really haven't had a lot of time this week. I'm kind of in your position right now where I've got a lot of stuff going on Usually what you say you're like oh I don't have anything to talk about because I'm I'm Jimmy and I'm boring. Well that's me this week too I don't got I don't got a lot <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I watched the fanatic to have something to talk about here because I was like I got to Friday night and I'm like, oh, wow I have the podcast this weekend and I've not done anything so I'm gonna wow. watch um, it um yeah and this week we'll be busy too um so jazz fest coming up if you're in the sioux falls area augustana jazz fest concerts monday night tuesday night and tuesday afternoon yeah check it out it'll be a good time we'll be playing you'll see your favorite hosts of that one movie podcast in it um Oh, I guess least I, favorite. <laughs> of yeah, movie podcast. Um, I guess you, or I guess I also helped host or usher for James and the Giant Peach at Augustana, the musical uh, production that is being put on here right now, and yeah. Oh, I, I want to retroactively mention because I realized I, I don't think it was. I think it was last week that I missed it. I saw an American in Paris at the Washington Pavilion. It's a musical uh, based off of, I think, a classic 50s movie musical. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think it was a Broadway show until like 2014 or something. But it, I watched it and I did some research after and I mentioned it to you. The whole ending sequence is like they play through the entirety of uh, George Gershwin's An American in Paris a uh, very famous piece and that thing's probably like 17 minutes long. They play through the entire thing while there's kind of like this ballet dance thing going on on stage. It's the climax of the show and it's very reminiscent of the ending of La La Land. If you've seen La La Land and you like that ending, which both Jimmy and I do. I think it's an incredible ending. It's very I I think La La Land was very much Pulling from *An American in Paris* with its inspiration, and you said you thought a set from that yeah, ending bridge—yeah, I think you're right. I, maybe I haven't a seen lamp post in there too. Yeah, something like that. I haven't seen the actual clip from the movie, but that would sound about right if they took actual props from that movie to use for *La La Land*. So, yeah, if you like *La La Land*, you should probably watch that movie. I think it's—it's it's very similar vibes. And if you don't like *La La Land*, well, what are you doing? If I remember, I'll insert booze here <laughs> from the audience. I mean, I didn't say that. Boo. Boo. Um, it's not Halloween. <laughs> yeah, so that's the it for this week. A, bit of a, a little bit of a shorter episode just because we just did a movie. Um, but next week we'll be doing Onward, the new Pixar movie. Upward and Onward will yeah. be 50th episode celebration. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we'll talk about the uh, Simpsons short before it as well um we'll be apart for the next episode because i'll be back in lincoln for spring break so i'll have to record separately maybe see the movie separately as well ah. um yeah all uh, right before we wrap up holden i want to just give out a shout out to a couple of five-star reviews we got this week mm-hmm. uh, this one says it's uh <laughs> it's pretty good i guess I really enjoy your podcast but Jimmy needs to start pulling his weight if you want to make it to the big leagues. Also you should re- should review Skinwalker Ranch so you can suffer the same way I did. Classic Xander Sutter. <laughs> That's Xander. Yeah, so we taken got another after, Taken after his dad trying to ruin the podcast. We got another user review? Uh pretty er, another listener user request. request. Yeah. yeah. Er, listener request. Pretty excited for that. I uh, can't wait to do that direct to DVD found footage alien horror movie. It's going to be great. Uh, we actually got another one, too, uh, called titled Pretzel. This podcast is pretty entertaining. The co-stars act like they ba- barely tolerate each other, but you can tell they've got a great friendship. Well, no, it's just the first part. So <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so shout out to that one, too. Yeah, thank you. Pretzel. Pff, Lambda scientist. You know who that would be? Pretzel. 10, you know who the okay is, uh, it, so. it actually was me that one was me that one's you okay so that one was you writing our reviews <laughs> for no. our own podcast? so okay so that is a to new be fair. Low. no okay that to be fair and I might if, if I can take it down I might because what I was doing Xander had res, had res, uh, sent in a review and he wanted me to let me him me know if it was in right and I have another friend who has been trying to get a review in, and it hasn't been appearing. So I submitted one to see if it would appear, right? And it did. So well, that's why it's titled. Pre- it, but that's should've... why it's titled Pretzel because I didn't like know what to put for the title. So I'm just like it was kind of like a filler thing. Um. Well, you should have had him write down the text and copy it in there. Wow. Oh, that was a good. That's a good point, actually. Well, I'll take a that new I'll take that review down. I'm not no, I'm not it wasn't to boost us. It was simply to test the review the review that process. Is not ethical. Some might okay. say unethical. Okay. But that's why there's no request in it cuz I was like, well, I was I'm, wondering why there wasn't a request. Yeah. That was cuz it was me. That would be even more unethical if I was pushing the my own, what movies I want to watch into our, our listener requests. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what movie I would want to watch that you wouldn't want to watch. One of I'd put down Molly. Tron Legacy. I've seen Tron Legacy. I know, but I'd make you watch it again. Wow. It's young Jeff Bridges. It's a good movie. It's not. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> no, it's, not. it's a good movie. <laughs> it's a decent looking movie. The movie, from all aspects aside from script, is a good movie. What? <laughs> yes. I think on every other aspect it's a good movie I think the acting is I don't good disagree with I think that. the visuals are good soundtracks good I think it's a very entertaining movie based on the action and everything I think everything aside from the script is pretty great in that movie too bad the script is pretty important <laughs> alright are we done here yeah uh, so yeah we gave examples of the, the reviews uh, uh, Leave those reviews uh, uh, and give us more requests um yeah try to leave us a review so holden doesn't have to go in there every once in a while listen i'm gonna delete the review boost his (laughs) (laughs) self-esteem um yeah so do that stuff um social media i've been really bad at keeping up with the facebook uh but i'll get back on that this week i think wow holden that's it's ba- it's bad, Jimmy. I've you're got so our, many other you're things. You're communications journalist guy, Holden. Come on. What am I doing? What am I Could doing? Could have been an arrow. <laughs> I'll get back on the social on the Facebook train this week. Um, yep. I think that's it. All right. See you later. See meow. <laughs> Bye. Love you.